0: Uh, there's been a verse, you guys, that that I have read, and it was a verse that I probably related to maybe maybe the most. Uh, there's a couple that I look back on and that that really were were formative for me out the gate. That caused me to really start to um, go. You know, I, I I think I think I can study this. I think I can learn this because I can relate to that. And what's really tough sometimes about the Bible is, especially like in the Old Testament, there's a lot of things that you'll read and you go, one, I don't know how to make sense of that. Two, I don't know how to relate to that. And then three, what does that mean for now? Right? So how do I translate it to where I'm at today? Right? I mean, this guy had all these wives. What does that mean for me? Right, I mean, there's some weird stuff, and and so how do I make sense of that? Uh, how do I um, try to piece together just different things that you know um, you hear people say? Well, you know, just do what God's word says. But you read it and you go, okay, well that I feel like that's tough to translate to what I'm dealing with, and and so it's it's important to not only learn how to unpack uh, God's word, but. Also, there's some really interesting verses that you'll see that you go, wait a second, this man, this really uh, connects with how I've been feeling. And this was this was something in Romans chapter seven, verse nineteen. And I kind of want to kick it kick off tonight with reading this verse because uh, it's by Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament, and he's kind of one of those people in the Bible that that you go, man, this is this guy's a big deal. And, and so he, he writes this, and this is what he says, okay? Now, as, as I was starting to explore Christianity more and, and going, okay, like, do I really want to go all in? And, and at that point, I was kind of on that fence. I was doing, you know, a lot of my own stuff. And then, and then I was like, almost like, I don't know what it is, like testing the waters with it. And, and, I, and I read this because even before I was following Jesus, I knew that a lot of the things I was doing weren't right. You know, it, it's interesting how how deep down when I connect with people and just being someone that that experienced that, there were things that I was doing before I followed Jesus that I knew they were just wrong. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't even like the Bible had to tell me it. It's like, Oh, I know this is wrong, but I'm still choosing to do it. But I I read this in Romans 7, 19. And this is what Paul says. This is this like hero of the faith, this person that, that you would go, man, if I could be anybody in the Bible outside of Jesus, like this is that guy. And this is what he says, okay? He says, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. I want you to hear that again, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. You guys ever felt that way? Like, you know, like, like, you know what you want to do. You want to do the right thing, but this wrong thing, you keep doing it. And you keep going back to it and you keep falling into it. And it's not even like you, you would literally say, I don't want to do it, but I keep doing it. And, and so I read that and I remember reading it and going, man, I totally relate to that. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like I know I shouldn't do this, but I keep doing it. And I go, man, like, like this guy, this, this, this guy who I've always looked at, like, oh my goodness, he's telling us this is a struggle. It's a real struggle for him to where there's things that he knows he shouldn't do, but he keeps doing it. And and so I, I just started thinking about that. And even tonight, as, as I was wrestling through, you know, what to talk about and, and reaching out and uh, it, reaching out is what I kind of landed on is like, why do we need to reach out? And, 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 and I started talking about or thinking about what are the things that have led me to reach out, whether it was different people or reach out to God. And, um, what I, what I came back to was that verse and, and why, um, that was important to me is when I transferred colleges. Now I transferred, I think a couple times, like twice. And I remember every time I transferred, how many of you have transferred? Okay. There's like a few of you. All right. There you go. Okay. Way to go guys. The more you transfer, the better you are. All right, so at least that's what I was told myself. So, um, and I remember every time I transferred, it was kind of like a do-over, which was awesome. Like some of you, like when you were in high school, then you go to college. Some of you went to college. Some of you, you know, different route, whatever. But if you if you go from high school to college, one of the things that you that that is exciting, at least it was for me, was like you get this opportunity to almost create this new identity, right? Like you're not that high school person anymore, you know, unless your high school is like down the street from the college. But like typically when you go to college, you almost get this opportunity to reinvent yourself, you know, to change your name a little bit, right? Like I was Steven, now I'm Steve, college Steve. And... And, uh, you know, and so you get those, those opportunities. And I remember when I, you know, my first, uh, year of college, it didn't go well. Like, I mean, it, it, didn't go well from like a morality standpoint and things, you know, just life, you know, as, as a whole. And so I transferred and I remember when I transferred, I was like, okay, I'm really excited. I'm going to find, I'm going to find some guys that really helped me that unlike the last guys that I was around. And, and, and I remember even like uh, being on a team and I was like, okay, I'm going to find the teammates that are good guys. I'm gonna find those ones, not those other kinds of teammates. I'm going to find the ones that are like, they want to do this and they want to do that. And, and I remember I was so focused on that, but what I found the first time I transferred was I started to fall into, and I became the very person, started doing the same things all over again. It was just different people. And 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 so ultimately, what what I started to like come to the conclusion uh, to was, man, I am reaching out to the wrong people. You know, and 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 essentially, what I found was, you know, and and it would kind of be like, man, how did we randomly find each other? You know, like how how am I once again in this situation? And, and I finally had to come to the conclusion that how I'm acting, what I'm saying, what I'm actually pursuing is the same thing that they're actively pursuing, the same things that are priorities for them. And so it's not by accident. It's actually uh, something that I'm, I'm intentional with by how I'm living. And so I had to make a decision as to what am I going to start reaching towards with my life? Who am I going to start reaching towards? What am I going to start reaching towards that's going to take me away from that verse being true. Why do I keep doing what I know I don't want to keep doing? And and so for you guys tonight, I think, you know, regardless of, of whether you're a Jesus follower or not, I, I think we all relate to that doing those things that we don't want to do. And so we we kind of have to come to this uh, place where we're finally ready to reach out to the people and to God. The, but when we talk about people, the people that are going to help me uh, go in the direction that I need to go uh, in with my life. Proverbs 13, 20, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And essentially I look back and I go, man, that verse is, is so, true. And so I want to talk about reaching out. And, and the first thing I want to, I want to talk about is how we reach out. And, and, and I want to talk about specifically tonight about how we reach out to God, because I think this is really, really important. And, and, and I think we do it the wrong way. Okay. So here's typically how we reach out. And I want to use, so there is a situation uh, in the Bible in Matthew chapter 14, and it's a very, it's very popular. Jesus is walking on the water and, uh, and, and, and they were afraid until Jesus is like, it's me. And so, uh, and his disciples are in this boat. Jesus is walking on the water. And then in Matthew 14, 27, it says, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Pretty awesome. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Man, can you guys imagine that? Like walking on water. Pretty awesome. Okay. I'm the only one who thinks it's cool. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? So he's crying out. He's, he's, you know, he's experiencing this, this crazy miracle, walking on this water towards Jesus. And he takes his eyes off Jesus. He sees this wave and he's like, Oh no. And then he starts sinking. And what does he do? He cries out, save me. Over and over again, like in in Luke chapter 9, 38, a man cries out to Jesus on behalf of his sick child. So you see people cry out to Jesus for help, okay? Now, this is how most of us reach out to Jesus. If you have a relationship with Jesus, if, if, if you're a Jesus follower, most of the people I interact with, their relationship with him is help me. Okay, it's, it's I'm in this emergency. Um, I have this big decision. I don't know what to do. This just happened. I don't know which route I'm supposed to choose with my life. And, and, and so we're in this state of like panic, of, you know, of, of stress. And that's when we reach out to him. Okay, so, so it's all about I need you to solve this thing in my life. And so that's kind of that, that, that relationship that I see that a lot of people have when it comes to their relationship with God. It's kind of this thing that a lot of people acknowledge they believe in, and yet it's not a part of their daily life. But when something happens that shakes you, that rocks your world, that's when you're crying out, just like these people in the Bible, and that kind of defines your relationship with him. And I want you to just think about it because you probably have some friends, uh, if they're in the room, don't point them out, but you probably have some friends that only come to you when they need help, right? Or, or they, only, uh, they only reach out to you when they need something. Those are awesome friends. You should surround yourself with those people. You'll be miserable, right? Right? The only time they reach out is like, they know you can help them. They know, you know, somebody, uh, they know you can fix this. And, and so that's the only reason they're reaching out to you. And, and, and you know that, and you don't like it, but you guys, that kind of sums up a lot of our relationships with God. It's this needs based thing. It's, it's, and it almost is like treating that like you exist to meet me in my need. And, and, and so I, I I find that over again, but um, when, when you think about it from a friendship perspective, it's an unhealthy friendship. It's an unhealthy relationship uh, when, when we operate like that. But here's the thing that's, that, that I I think is important for us tonight that kind of turns that around. What he desires from us, if you want to follow him, here's what he desires. He wants you to reach out to him. And be reaching out to him in preparation for that trial. Okay, so so that relationship, how you reach out to him, that should not be dictated by save me. You should be reaching out to him consistently in preparation for that moment. Okay, uh, And that's that's what we see over and over again. Uh, in Matthew chapter 26, 41, this is what Jesus says in the garden to his disciples. He says, watch and pray, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So he says, you should be praying. You should essentially be uh, praying that you may not enter into temptation into that so you don't you don't just pray uh, in reaction to you pray in preparation for so you guys a strong relationship with God is built uh, not off of rescue me but it's built so that guess what when you're in that moment of rescuing it's like you're dialed in and there's a confidence already rooted in him because the relationship is strong and so what he wants from us, what when we think about reaching out to him, is you need to pursue him in preparation for those moments, not in response to those moments. Because like I said, you're, you're essentially uh, revealing what you really think about your relationship with God. What you really think about it uh, is he exists to help me in my greatest time of need versus he exists to establish this incredible relationship out of his love for me and out of his grace, he's chosen to receive me and walk with me in this journey and give me eternal life. And there's just two totally different ways of looking at it right there. So this is beforehand that, he, that he's telling us to reach out before the trials. And this is what we see Jesus model this. And in Mark chapter 135, it says, And rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he, being Jesus, departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. So he spent time alone in preparation Okay, we see in Mark 6, 46, it says, and after that, he had taken leave of them. He went up on the mountain to pray. So Jesus, after a long day, he's done miracles. He's like, drop me off. And he goes up in this mountain just to pray, just to connect and to strengthen that relationship because it's critical that you prepare your mind and your heart, that you get dialed into what God's doing because uh, that prepares you for what you're going to face. And, and you know, some of you, you know the difference. Like, like if you literally, uh, for, if you follow Jesus and you committed, I'm going to wake up a little earlier each day and I'm going to spend some time reading uh, and praying in that before the day, you'll be shocked. And some of you know this, you've done it for like a few days. You're like, oh man, I made like two days in a row. It was amazing. But when you do it, you, you see a difference in your day. You literally see a difference, how you talk to people, how you receive information. Uh, You panic a lot less. And, and, and it's just, it, 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 it's, it's, amazing what that does that's by design like Jesus literally modeled I need this time away with my father to prioritize that because that strengthens me up it's an encouraging time I'm closer to him and 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 so ultimately I'm prepared to navigate through these difficult things guys that you're all going to deal with you just will and so I want to just challenge you, if, if, if you have a relationship with him, is it completely needs-based? Is it completely, is it a save me relationship, you know, to where he exists to meet you at that moment, but then, you know, the daily stuff, it's like, hey, whatever, if I get to it versus, or is it like, no, I know that stuff's going to happen in my life and I'm going to establish this relationship so that I'm prepared so I can navigate through that well, I can walk through that and, 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 and ultimately um, experience all that he has for me. Okay. So that's important. One is when we talk about reaching out. Reaching out to him and how you reach out to him is critical. Number two is reaching out to someone else for help. Okay, reaching out to someone else for help. When you look at um, prophets in the Old Testament, people would reach out to them for help. They would go to them. Priests in the Old Testament, people would go to them for help. Uh, When you look at Paul, who we talked about, uh, we see people reaching out to Paul for help. In fact, in fact in Acts twenty-four, verses twenty-four and twenty-five. It's talking about this uh, this leader reaching out to Paul. It says, After some days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And as uh, he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, Go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. So this this guy, this governor, sends for Paul and, and, and essentially when they would send for those those people when they would go and pursue them and reach out to them what were they pursuing they were desiring to hear from God for what they were going through that's what they wanted so so in those moments when when someone would approach a, a prophet they're they're like literally asking what What does God want here? When they would approach a priest, the same thing. And and Paul, they're seeking out what's God's will here. And so when we think about who we reach out to and what we reach out to, uh, you guys, the purpose of of reaching out to people, if you're a Jesus follower and and, and the people that you choose to reach out to, uh, you have to think about this. Am I reaching out to them because I know they'll agree with me? Because they'll side with me? Or am I reaching out to them because I want to know what God wants here? Okay, and, 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 and man, we need that in our lives. Like we need people that just aren't going to side with us, aren't just going to agree with us, but they're going to tell us uh, what they believe God wants. Uh, they're going to align us with god 's will and 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 so guys, I know uh there's man there's people that that they avoid asking me questions maybe you 're here, like they avoid it they're literally like i'm not going to ask him that because I think I know what he's going to say, so they avoid it. But they know, like, it's not like, oh, this is what Steve thinks. Like, they know that if they ask me and they say, hey, what should I do here? Or what do you think about this decision? I'm going to say, well, this is what God's word says about that decision. And there's a lot of people that will avoid those conversations with me because they don't want to know. Like, they they just do not want to know. And so, you guys, you need people in your life who are going to help you hear from God. Like you need those people if you're going to follow him, if you're going to pursue him. And even if you're exploring this whole idea of faith and what a relationship, relationship with him would look like, you need people that are going to help you uh, gain an accurate understanding of who he is. Okay, because, man, there's a lot of people that will tell you a lot of different things. And, and, and you know, the, the, these stories that we see where they would reach out to these prophets and, and they would reach out to these priests and they'd reach out to Paul. You guys, they were sick of having people in their lives that would agree with them or tell them what they wanted to hear. They ultimately said, I need to know what God thinks here. At the end of the day, you guys, that's what you need to know. That's what you need to respond to. Uh, The next is, and this this is a tough one, okay, when we talk about reaching out. Reaching out to help someone who hasn't asked you for help. Reaching out to someone who hasn't asked you to step in. That's tough. Guys, I have this conversation with individuals in your age group a lot. How do I reach out to this person? They haven't reached out for help, but I'm concerned about them. I see what they're doing. What do I say? How do I approach them? Because I know that what they're doing is wrong. Uh, it's self-destructive. I'm concerned. Um, I see what they're doing here. Like like Steve, how do I approach that? What do I say to them? And um, and, and, and how do you go about that? Well, uh, one of the things is, is first, we see over and over in the Bible, people reaching out to others who didn't ask for help, but they saw, they cared. Uh, even, even like Moses uh, in the Old Testament. He continually reaches out. He continually has compassion. He continue, uh, continually uh, tries to rescue these people out of these lifestyles, out of these things. He even defends them before God because he cares about them. And and a lot of times they didn't care back, which is tough. We actually see this, this riot that, that took place in a city called Ephesus. And it's it, it, literally the whole city is in an uproar uh, over these, these Christians. And Paul is one of them. And they've brought the gospel there, and as they're bringing the gospel, they're telling them about these idols that they have, and the, and and how idolatry is wrong. And so it's wrecking the idol making business. And so the idol making business leaders get together, and they're like, "We got to end this. We gotta we gotta create an uproar here and get them out of here." And so they literally do that, and this this whole it goes into the, it turns into this riot, and it literally spills into this huge amphitheater, and they're dragging out some of the Christians in front of all these people and we see in Acts uh, 19 uh, verse 30 and 31 it says but when Paul wished to go in among the crowd the disciples would not let him and even some of the Asiarchs who were friends of his sent to him and were urging him not to venture into the theater so Paul man of God sees this riot, and he's like, I got to get in there. And his close friends who love him deeply, they say, we are not letting you go in there. We're not letting you go in there. They intervene. Okay, now, guys, we, we see all throughout, like, Scripture. Galatians 6 is the prime example. Galatians 6, it says... Uh, 6 verse 1 it says brothers if anyone is caught in any transgression you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness keep watch on yourself lest you too be tempted bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Guys some of you have to care enough to reach out to someone and say you're not going in there. You're not going in there. I've shared before, I had a friend do that for me. Guys, you, you're gonna, you may have to be that friend to reach out and say, you're not going in there. You may have to be the friend that that's like, I'm coming to pick you up. Right? You may have to be the friend that has that awkward sit down because no one else will and just say, listen, I love you enough to tell you this. Okay? I, I love you enough. Because it says, you know, in Galatians 6, it said what? With with the spirit of Gentleness, Guys, there's a lot of people that had great intentions and there was no gentleness and they lost friendships forever because they came in with a baseball bat instead of asking, they came with how do I convict you versus how do I rescue you? And so that's the posture. This is not this like, how do I convict you? How do I come at you? How do I make you see how wrong you are? It's how do I rescue you? It's so refreshing when I'll meet with someone and they'll tell me, man, I got this teammate. I got this friend. I've got this roommate and I'm really, really concerned about them. How do I approach them? Well, those are the best conversations because when they start with that question, you guys, I'm not concerned because they're already establishing that they care about that person. Guys, Where we get the bad reviews is when people step into something else and it's not for rescuing or it's done without any grace and they just come in there, they make a mess and they just start literally going off on this person. And and guys, when you're in a state, when you're not walking how you should, you're doing things you shouldn't, you're vulnerable. uh, Sometimes you're confused. Sometimes you're angry and you are not in the posture to receive that. But when someone and, and I remember, I remember specifically um as as I had transferred and 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 I'm living at, at my brother's apartment complex and 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 I, I'd gotten this job on the side before the school year started and, and I was totally determined I'm not gonna be that anymore. Like I was like you and I told him I said guys don't let me go out at night. Like don't let me do it, you know? And, and and so like, that was like, now I like go out late, late, but not like lockdown, but Anyway, so like I established that with them, like, man, I need help, and, and I'm here to get help as I try and navigate through that. And I remember um, from the work, and, and all of a sudden, um, I bring some people over to that house, and they're kind of hanging out. Those people end up leaving. And, and I remember uh, one of the roommates there just going, "Hey man, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Well, what do you mean? What are you doing?" And it's like, well, Steve, look at, look at how far you've come. And he goes, man, the people that you're choosing to engage with again is pretty clear what they're about. Is that really what you want to be about? Because this is what you've said. And it was one of those moments where I was like, man, no, that's not, that's not what I want to be about. But it's tough, you guys, because, man, we... We naturally fall into some of those relationships. We naturally fall into some tendencies that, man, maybe, maybe you're doing well right now. Maybe it hasn't been a part of your life for a little while, but, but man, it's still in there and, and, and you're going to be tempted to, to, to fall back into that, you guys. And man, that verse is going to hit you. That Romans seven nineteen. for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. And you're going to hit those moments, but I want to encourage you in those moments, you guys, if it's you. Realize that Paul wrote that, and guess what? Man, he had an incredible impact. It wasn't the end of his story that he had a struggle. And guys, you need to communicate that to to your friends, to the people that you're going to reach out to. You need to communicate. That's not the end of your story. Um, listen, let me help you. Let me help take that burden with you. Now it says, be careful because you also, when you reach down and help someone out of something, you're susceptible to fall into that as well. So you have to be careful. But you guys, it, it's this posture of grace. Uh, it's this posture of, of of rescue, and I think that's the heart. Like that's the heart of the gospel. Like Jesus came; it was a rescue mission. Like like he didn't come to to literally just highlight. All of our issues, right? I mean, that's easy. He came to rescue us out of His grace. What makes it so amazing is He had every right to do that, but He doesn't do that. He meets you in that space of I keep doing the wrong thing and He helps pull you out because His mindset was, I'm going to rescue you. Guys, that's the posture. If you're going to reach out to someone, I can't say it enough, and I'll meet with you at any point in time, to help you navigate through some of those conversations that that you need to have. But but guys, it starts with why do you want to reach out to them? Why? Do you really care? Because, man, if you're going to go at someone over their stuff and, and they don't feel like you care or they feel like you're just another voice, it's not happening. It's not happening. So think about how you're going to approach that. If God's calling you to reach out to them. The question is, how do I help them see Jesus? How do I help them draw to God? Not me guys. When you reach out to someone who's, who's in that situation, you don't have to be their savior. You introduce them to the savior. And that's important because guys, guess what? I've reached out to people like it's part of my job. So reach out to people in those spaces. And guess what, guys? Not everybody responds. You can do it in the best of ways. Not everybody responds. And that's okay. Your job was never to save them in the first place. Your job was to be an extension of grace, to be an extension uh, of a loving father who sees them, knows them, and loves them. And that's what you're called to do. But guys, the response in that, it doesn't rest on you. So I want to encourage you with that as well. If you're like, well, I don't think, you know, like guys, sometimes you're, you're not even the one that it's going to click with. It's just setting the stage for them to start thinking maybe, and maybe it's something that happens later on that because you cared, because you talked to them, they're now responding differently because they remembered that conversation that you had in love with them. So I just want you guys to think about that. And so uh, these, these four questions for you, who are you reaching out to right now that you shouldn't be? So I want to start with that. Who are you reaching out to right now that you shouldn't be? like me. You're finding those people. You continue to reach out to them. You relate to that verse. I keep doing the wrong thing. You look around, and you go man, it's because I keep reaching out to the same <laughs> the same crowd that has these same, the same people that has these same things and I, and I keep falling into it. So uh, who are you reaching out to that you shouldn't be? The next is how are you reaching out to God and what does that relationship look like? Is it God I need you right now because I can't do this. God I'm in a pinch. God, I don't know what to do. God, it's test day. I need you. And He's like, You didn't need me when you weren't studying. But God, I need you now. Graduation is on the line, and it's a you and me thing now. And He's like, Mmm, uh-uh. Right? I've tried it, it doesn't work. I've tried it with those bubble things. God fill in the bubbles. Never worked. I literally tried it on a final in college. I was like, I'll, I'll believe in you till the day I die. Just fill in the right bubbles. And I did that whole test. And guys, I still had to do math 90 the following year. <laughs> like, Man, it sucked. <laughs> I hate math. <laughs> like, Math just sucked. As soon as in seventh grade, they put letters in math. I was like, what is that? It's unknown. Well, No, it's a letter. Keep it in English. Leave it out. They lost me at that point. And then, man, in college, those prereqs are awful. So, you know, so there it was. Man, he I'll just tell you right now, if he does, call me, text me, let me know. Call me out if it happens for you. I'm just telling you for me, it didn't work. It was like, it was like praying to a wall. You know, because he knew what it was. He's like, you're not about me. You're trying to get me to fill in the bubbles. Guys, we do that. It may not be a test, but you're trying to get him to fill in the bubbles of your life. Right? Like, like every time. God, I don't know what to do. Let's reintroduce ourselves. Remember, I'm Steve. Okay, we haven't talked in a while. You know, I've been to church. I don't know. It's been a while, you know. But God, I, I frequently have mentioned you. You know, and, and it's like immediate expectations, right? So, what is your relationship? actually like with him. You know, our whole church right now uh, is doing this 40 day, uh, essentially this challenge is fast, this prayer thing, and people are journaling in that. And, and the whole purpose is engaging with God in a way they haven't before and posturing and positioning ourselves in a way to listen to him so that we can get the relationship that he desires in our lives. And I just find most people have never even touched the surface of that. But a lot of it is just like taking their thinking from I need to how do I actually develop a healthy relationship with someone I deeply care about? So ask that question. The next is how are you reaching out to people you should be? Guys, man, if you're a Jesus follower, he is going to lay some people on your heart. He just will. That's the natural thing. He Love God with all your heart and soul and mind. And then the very next command, love your neighbor as yourself. So it is impossible to love him and not care about people. It, they, 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 they don't work. And so you will see people and you will care. If you love him, you will see people and you will care. And he's going to call you to reach out to him. And the question is, if you say you're a Jesus follower, how are you reaching out to them Or are you just like, man, I just want like everything to be cool and be okay. Guess what, guys? The person that he may be calling you to reach out to, and you're so concerned about everything being all right and cool, you may not even have a relationship with them six months from now, a year from now. But maybe you have a moment in time in their life where there's some sort of moral authority for whatever reason, they listen to you right now. And God's like, you've got a platform. I want to use you. Let's go. Okay, so how are you reaching out to the people you should be? In love with the heart of rescue. And then are you willing? Are you willing to reach out to those who haven't asked for help? That's a whole nother level. Okay. Guys, for a lot of you, that's, that's your story right? Like Jesus reached out to you even before you asked. He already did it. It was finished long before you came into being. He did it. And and, and he did that in spite of all these things in your life and these mistakes. And guys, you didn't, you didn't ask for help. He did that. He made that available to you because he loved you. Guys, make yourself available to some people. Okay. Maybe you've written them off. Maybe you've said they're too far gone. Maybe you just said, uh, I've tried this before. Well, maybe he's going to lead you to try again. Maybe it's time to, to ask, is he leading me to, to attempt this conversation? I don't know, but let's be open to that, you guys. And let's really, really ask how... What, what does it look like when we think about reaching out in our lives? What does that look like in relation to people and in relation to God? Because that's so important. And ultimately, it's going to start taking you in some direction and destination. And I just pray if you do it his way, it'll be exactly where he wants you to be, which is his best for you. And that's it. You live in that spot. You operate in that spot and you will be incredibly blessed. And if you establish a relationship with him, that's healthy healthy listening, time in his word, all those things, guys, I'm telling you, you are going to be so prepared for the bubble tests. You just will. And the prayer in those moments, big decisions, stress, a test situation, guys, it's not even a rescue me. It's God strengthen me, strengthen me. I'm ready. That's the confidence he gives.